Now, it is such a great pleasure to welcome back to our studio today award-winning writer and poet Nadine Aisha Jassett. We last spoke, I can't believe it's nearly four years ago, uh, when she chatted to us about her poetry collection, Let Me Tell You This, and about her work in a compendium called It's Not About the Burqa. Today, though, we welcome her back wearing a slightly different hat because she's again done what she does so well, using her writing talents to shine a light on quite difficult topics. But this time she's done it through the lens of a children's book called The Stories Grandma Forgot and How I Found Them. At its core, this book deals with issues of identity and of memory and of the power of storytelling. But it also touches on important things like racism and bullying and the impact of Alzheimer's disease on families, amongst many others. And while it may be aimed at readers of sort of the nine or ten age bracket upwards, even I as an adult reader found it incredibly touching and thought-provoking. I think it's going to be a book that adults will enjoy reading with children. Nadine, welcome back. It's lovely to have you here again. Thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for capturing the book in such a wonderful way. Oh, thank you. The heroine of this book is Nyla, who is a 12-year-old girl of mixed heritage and a very specific kind of mixed heritage that I know echoes your own, which is why I'm making reference to it, because it is directly relevant to the story. Won't you just remind us of your particularly beautiful historical background? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so my mum is from the UK and my dad is from Zimbabwe um, and he also has a mixed mixed background. And I, when I was a kid growing up, um, and this is very much in the 90s, and I so longed to find books that had mixed characters like me mm-hmm. and I couldn't so now it feels extra special to know that I've put that into the book that Nyla shares my heritage and she shares those stories that I loved. I know one of your own quotes about this book is that that is a heritage which can only be told in stories and this is a book all about yeah. the power of stories and of looking for your own story. Nyla is given um, the assignment of, of talking and writing a project about a special VIP from her family and she chooses to tackle the story of the absence in her family, somebody yeah. whose whose story is really told by the hole he has left behind, yeah. her father who died when she was very young. She, ha- I mean, there's such a beautiful description of her grappling with this concept of who am I, particularly because she's being bullied by a terrible yeah. little boy at school who's telling her you're nothing, you don't fit or belong anywhere. Is that something you had to grapple with as a child? Oh, absolutely. And again, when I was when I was growing up, I, I didn't have anybody else to answer these questions for me. I had mm. to answer them for myself. I had to understand my own identity for myself. And it's so much in Nyla's journey. You know, mm. she she wants to know about her dad and she's told that he passed away when she was very young. But then her grandma says, no, I saw him. He's still alive. And so it, it sent her on a mystery. And in that mystery, yes, she's looking for her dad, but she's really looking for herself too. Mm. You know, and, and that journey of being able to say, I get to define myself for myself. But her grandma's stories, her grandma's love, her friends, her librarian, these are all people who help her on that journey and on her way too. It is a mystery, but it is so much more than that. And let me just explain very briefly the reason why you can't entirely believe Nida's grandma when she (laughs) says, I saw your dad, is that her grandma has what she describes in the most beautiful way as this magic memory brain. She is a time traveler through memory. She's suffering from Alzheimer's disease. Her moments of clarity are few and far between. She has all the love and, and Nyla helps look after her. It's a big, big thing for a 12-year-old to tackle um, and does so with huge patience and affection. But yeah, uh, Shame, I mean, that, 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 that thought of the little girl and the spark of hope that that comment ignites, that maybe my dad might still be alive. But can I trust that information? Because I know Granny's memory sort of slips in and out of reality. I love the, the way you framed the concept of Alzheimer's as 
time traveling through memory. I think it's such a powerful way to help explain a very complex thing to a young child in particular was I mean let's talk about the decision to make that an important part of the of the book yes absolutely so my own grandmother had Alzheimer's and I would notice in my experiences of her you know sometimes she would think it was the 1980s but I knew actually you know we're in the 2020s Um, and I found that a gentler way of understanding a very difficult thing was to think, okay, you know, her memory allows her to time travel. Mm-hmm. Her memory allows her to really be present in these different times. And it's it's actually me who's left behind and it's her who's going on an adventure. So instead of trying to bring her back into this time, I'll go with her and understand mm-hmm. her as a time traveler. And the thing is, and I know this from everywhere I've been with the book, all the readers that I've spoke to, probably the listeners too, so many people have been affected by Alzheimer's. And I think being able to offer to a child reader a gentler way of understanding it and being able to get their head around it mm. is, is one of the things I wanted to do. And also to honour my grandmother too. How beautiful, because I mean, so much of the conversation is framed in such negative references mm. of, of what is being lost. Yeah. I love the way you found a way of, I mean, there's, there's no sugarcoating it, but it's, it's a way of saying, you know, that there is something strangely beautiful in this process and let's honour what that is for your grand right now. You mentioned the librarian and I know that you are passionate <laughs> about the libraries and you do a lot of work with libraries and we know libraries are under threat all over the world. They're one of the few spaces, as so many people have said, where it's still widely available, open to everybody, a place that you can legitimately occupy and spend time in without spending a cent of money, which is such a rare thing in today's yeah. world. Let's talk a little bit about your librarian, Miss Haldi. Um, the <laughs> quote I love best, she's got so many wonderful lines, but what really, she's got, I think, the, the message that is the very core of this book, that when she says to Nyla, no matter what happens in your story, you have the power to choose how to tell it rather than letting it tell you. That, that idea of the, you know, the, the heroine librarian sitting quietly in this space and inviting children to feel safe there yeah. is so special. Tell us a little bit more about, I mean, the importance of libraries for you and what you're trying to do in, in making the librarian the hero that she is in this book. I mean, libraries made me a writer. So libraries mm-hmm. are heroes, you know, and librarians are heroes too because they're often people who know their book selection and are able to recommend to a young reader, I think you'd like this or I think you'd like that. Yeah. But if it hadn't been for libraries, you know, I wouldn't have written this book. I wouldn't be who I am because they were what brought books to me. And I really feel like they sit at this this intersection of storytelling, but also social justice because they make books available for all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, you know, it's my debut novel. And if it was going to be a tribute to grandma, it was also going to be a tribute to libraries um, right. and I love the quote that you picked out you're absolutely right that is that is the heart of the book Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, a debut novel it's a novel that's also kind of a really long poem let's talk a little bit about the form because it it's is when novel, I yeah. first opened it up I went oh this is I, I didn't realize it was a poetry book and then when I got went back to it again I'm like no well it is but it isn't it's it's a novel told in verse yes that you yeah. almost but it reads it reads as fluidly as a novel in in regular speech. I mean, obviously you are a poet, that's the background you come from, so it makes perfect sense you choose that. But of course there's also... It's, that's a wonderful way of presenting this material to children, isn't it? Absolutely. Because I, I like to think of myself as a poet who tells stories. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what this is. It's a story told in poems. And I think poetry can often feel intimidating for readers. And by telling a story through it, you're really reaching out a hand and inviting people in. And similarly, if you are a reader who you find a lot of text on the page intimidating or overwhelming, a verse novel, half of the page is blank space. Mm-hmm. And so it's something you can really sit with and flow with. And 
when you write a verse novel, you get to have all those beautiful small moments of poetry, but you get to have characters and you get to have mm. story and you get to make it a page turner, which I really hope it is because that mystery does keep you guessing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I love verse novels and my next one comes out later this year. So I'm I'm keeping writing them because it gives me a lot of joy. And that's going to be the hidden story of Esti Noor coming our yes. way in May. Tell us a bit yes. more. So the hidden story of Esti Noor um, is it's a verse novel that's also a mystery with heart. So very much if you're a fan of the stories Grandma forgot, you're going to love it. And it's about a girl called Esti and she's been expelled from school, but nobody knows why. And for Esti, she knows what happened, but nobody believed her. So, so much oh. of her story is the struggle to have her voice heard and tell the truth. But she's sent off to Scotland where she stays with her aunt and she discovers a paper castle hidden in the heart of the village. And it includes a secret about a mystery that no one knows. So it's her job to tell her story, but also find a way to help the village find an uncovered story that it's never known before. Oh, I can't wait to read it. So that's coming out in May. Um, The one thing I want to make mention of before we must wrap up is the content around bullying in this book because there is a beautiful moment towards the end and I don't want to give away too much but there is a moment of recognition where the victim recognises the victim inside the bully Mm. and Nyla looks at this awful little boy Harry who's been so awful to her and made her feel so, so, so small and given her so much pain to carry and sees in him a little boy himself perhaps in need of a place of sanctuary. It's a very powerful message and I think for any child who has gone through bullying or is going through mm-hmm. bullying there's a lot of sort of empowering messaging in this book is that part of your hope that that a child is going through that themselves will, will find strategies to cope I think part of my hope for the book is it's all of this but it's also the that the compassion and empathy that run through every layer of the book mm-hmm. will then run through what people's thoughts are um, in life so that incident with the bully is one moment where she she's learned about compassion and empathy from the librarian and she holds on to that but above all I, I would love the book to be a friend to so many children mm-hmm. who love reading um, and that's what, I, what I'd love <laughs> I think it's going to be exactly that and I suspect to a few parents who are going to love reading it with oh, I hope or so ch- too. to their children <laughs> now before we say goodbye you are actually going to be talking about the book and talking to children at Exclusive Books in Cavendish tomorrow morning. So if anybody listening would like to bring their kids along, buy a copy of the stories Grandma Forgot, get it signed by the author, which would be incredibly exciting for your kids, uh, and take that special book away to read together, please make sure you are at Cavendish Square tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock to be part of that event at the Exclusive Books branch. Nadine Aisha Jasset is the author of The Stories Grandma Forgot and How I Found Them. It's published by Hachette Children, distributed in South Africa by Jonathan Ball. And I'm so glad we had time to get you into studio while you were in Cape Town again. It's been an absolute joy, firstly, to read your book and secondly, to chat to you again. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. And all the best to you.